You may be seated. It sounds like you've heard that song once or twice, even though most of us learned it when we were two. I was uh, cruising with my granddaughter Gwen around the neighborhood this week, and we were singing that, and she decided to start singing with me, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But I want to talk to you today about In Search of Joy. Don't you love being joyful? Back in 2010, there was a businessman from England, and he was uh, working in Las Vegas, and he had some downtime, so he decided, his name was Andy Fields, he decided he was going to do something that he normally didn't do, and he went to some garage sales. Now, it didn't tell me what time of the year it was, but I can guarantee you it wasn't in the summer. Because in Las Vegas, you don't do garage sales in the summer. It's kind of like here. We do them in the fall and in the winter. So, so he was at a garage sale, and he noticed these sketchings. And, and the person was selling them for a dollar apiece. He liked them, so he bought all five of them. Took them back to England with him. And two years later, in 2012, he was looking at one of them and said, You know, I think I can repurpose that frame. So he took the frame off and he took the the sketching out and when he took the sketching out he discovered that there was another one behind it. It was an original Andy Warhol. He put it up for auction and that one dollar sketching he was able to sell for two million dollars. Is that amazing? Do you think he had a little joy? Do you think he was a little bit happy? See, I, I really think that when we hear those stories, we get really excited because we think, oh man, I'm going garage selling. I'm going to find me one just like that. Or if you hear, hear somebody winning the lottery, you think, well, you know, I think I may go win the lottery, but first you've got to go buy a ticket. And I don't even know how to buy a ticket. But, but anyway, you hear these stories and, and you think, man, I, I, I would love to be able to have that happen to me because it makes people happy because the world around us, if you haven't noticed, the world around us is looking, is seeking for joy. That's why early Christmas, everybody's already talking about Christmas. Isn't that great? Don't you love that? It's not about the gifts. It's about the people. It's about the things that make them happy. People are just hungry for some joy, for some good old-fashioned happiness, just to be able to sit around a table and belly laugh with some of the people that they love. When's the last time? When's the last time that you were in in, in a situation where you just laughed uncontrollably? I remember when I was young, I was probably 19 or so, I was at a laundromat because we didn't have a washer or dryer, and I was at a laundromat, and, and, and as I, my clothes was washing, I was reading through this old uh, Rolling Stones magazine that was there, and, and as I was looking in the back, it showed these, these T-shirts that you could buy. And one of them said, beam me up, Scotty, there's no intelligent life here. <laughs> and I looked around the laundromat, and I looked at the t-shirt and I started laughing so hard I started crying and people thought he's crazy but I still remember that time you remember times that you were full of joy and it could be from anything it could be from a little baby laughing 
We love to be full of joy. But the reason why the world is not full of joy, there's a variety of reasons. One of them is happiness doesn't sell. Joy doesn't sell. If you're happy with who you are, then they're not going to be able to sell you that night cream that will make you 20 years younger. So, and, and, if, and if you're content and happy with the phone you have, they're not going to be able to sell you that new one. They're going to have to present it to you in such a way that you are missing out if you don't have the latest and the greatest. And we worry about having the latest and greatest, and we worry about, oh, how we look or how we're going to dress or how we're going to fit in. And, and in our world, fear creates a, an atmosphere for selling. Fear is good for sales. They want to entice you to get to something, but if, if, you're con, if you're happy and content with who you are, where you are, and what you're doing, you find out that you don't need a whole lot of other things. True joy, true joy, allows you to be content with the things that you have. True joy begins and ends in a relationship with Christ. Let's listen to what Matthew, Jesus says this in Matthew 13, 44. Jesus talking of the kingdom of heaven. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a person finds it, he hides it again. And then in his sorrow, does it say sorrow? In his joy, went and sold everything he had and bought the field. Now, if you were, if you were out and you were looking for on a, on a piece of property and you discovered that that piece of property was a lot more valuable, then, then wouldn't you just go sell everything you had to buy that if you knew that if you could just possess that one piece of property, it would satisfy every need you will ever have? Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like that, that person. It's like that, that treasure that's hidden in a field. See, it's important to understand that the greatest opportunity we can ever have, we can, we can discover through a relationship with Christ. That, that is the beginning and that is the end of true joy. True joy is, is having a relationship with Christ. It's knowing that your sins are pardoned, that, that they have been washed away, that you have been renewed, that you're a new creature in Christ. And, it, and, it, and that joy goes beyond the circumstances you may be facing. It's, it's like Micah said in Micah 5, 2, he said, Don't rejoice against me, my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Why did he say that? It's because there are times in life that are discouraging, but when you know Jesus Christ and you know the end of the story and you know the adversary is defeated and you are the victor, you can look at it and say, I may be down today, but I'm not going to be down tomorrow. I know that it may not, I may not have everything that I want today, but tomorrow is going to be amazing. The kingdom of heaven is the greatest opportunity for joy we can ever have. Notice, notice this man that, that sees the kingdom of heaven, he, that treasure that's hidden in the field, sold everything he had. Sold it all. 
just to buy that one, that one piece of property. What was the song? Not just a part. He wants all of your heart. You remember when you came to faith in Christ? Whether you were 5, 15, 50, it doesn't matter. When you put your faith in Christ, it was that I surrender all. I give it all. Why? Why would we give up everything? Why would we give up everything that we hold on to, or hold, that we believe in, that we trust in, that all the things of this life that we think that brings us joy, happiness, success, why would we lay it all at the feet of, of a man that died some 2,000 years ago and say, here's, here's everything that I am and everything that I'm going to have. It's all yours. I can tell you why. Because anybody that's ever done that, they have found the treasure hidden in the field. They have discovered that life is really found in Jesus Christ. That this life is an illusion. That this life is temporal. 50, 60, 70, 80. If you live to be 120 years old. In our, in our world, that would be ancient. But compared to eternity, it's a dot on an endless line. You see, the kingdom of heaven is the greatest treasure you can ever have. And the key is, for joy, is seeing the true value. See, this man saw that treasure hidden in a field and he understood, he perceived, he comprehended the true value. Do you understand the value of, of being part of the kingdom of heaven? Do you understand, do any of us comprehend what it really is to be called a child of God? Do we really, do we really even can, can we conceive in our own mind, in our own intellect, in our own understanding, the things that God has prepared for us. Scripture says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. Do you know what that means? In your wildest imaginations, it's going to pale in comparison. I was talking to, to Chuck before service, and, and can you imagine, can you imagine when you get there, when the trumpet sounds and you're there, and you have that eternal body that's no longer fettered and, 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 and chained down by, by imperfection, but you're now a, a perfect creature in Christ, and, and you no longer have a nature of sin, and everything is beautiful, it's glorious, it's holy, and, and, and you're there, eternal life is yours, you have the Spirit of God in you far greater than you have ever experienced experienced in this life and you're experiencing who you really are for eternity and then he gives you a crown of glory can you imagine can you imagine what that is going to feel like and then you're there in awe you're understanding what it really means to be a child of God and 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 taking up that treasure that is in that hidden that's hidden in that field and then Christ himself walks in you know what we're going to do? I, I know what we're going to do because the scripture tells us what we're going to do. We're going to take our crowns and we're going to cast them at his feet. And we are going to worship. We're going to worship like you've never worshipped before. You're going to worship like you don't care who's around. You ever been there where you worship and you don't care who's around? 
You ever notice when you're really praying sometimes, you're, you can come down to the front or whatever and you're praying and in the back of your mind you're thinking, oh, well, I wonder what so-and-so thinks about this. You know, or if you're getting a little loud, you're thinking, oh, maybe somebody is looking at me like I'm strange. I promise you, you can get to a place in there that you just don't care. Because when the value of that treasure in that field is more important to you than anything else in this life, you will worship and you will do whatever it needs that you need to do to have Christ in your life. Christ is the most valuable treasure that you can ever have. See, and, and, and here's the, the amazing thing. And this is what, if, if you're lacking in joy, a lot of times the value we place on our, on our relationship with Christ, the value we place on our salvation determines not only the decisions we make and the life we lead, but it determines the joy we have. Esau, coming in from the fields, and he was hungry, the oldest, the one that had the, the birthright, the blessing. The... Jacob realized, this is a thing that I really want in my life. And even though I don't deserve it, I want it. You see, salvation is not something that we deserve. And it's not something that we can earn. But it has to be the very first and foremost thing in your life. And if it's that true treasure hidden in a field and you have found it, how you see your salvation will determine how much joy that you really have in life. Do we want to be like Jacob or do we want to be like Esau? I want to encourage you, don't sell your eternal future for the immediate a lot of people seem that they, get, they start off with the Lord really well and they're full of joy and, and then all of a sudden something happens and they decide not to follow the Lord. Or they get caught up in the things of this world and they think that they bring them happiness. But true happiness is only found, the true joy is only found in Christ. 1 Timothy 6.6 6 says this, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. You say, well, well how, do you, how are you going to be wealthy? By being godly and being content with what you have. What is godliness? How can you be godly? It only comes through one way, and that is a personal relationship with Christ. If you want to be godly, you need to hang out with God. And if you're hanging out with God, guess what? He's going to rub off on you. And you're going to become more godly. Why? Because you're going to decrease in your spirit and you're going to allow the spirit of Almighty God to have rule and reign in our lives. The times that I have been stressed, the times that I have been full of anxiety the times that in my life that I didn't know what to do, I can look back on it and I can say, when I gave it to the Lord and when I began to walk with Him, that's when joy began to spring up. So I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're facing, but I do know this, that if you really want it to change, if, you do, if you're not just looking for a handout but help up 
The only one that can do that is Jesus Christ. And the only way that you're going to get that is if you surrender all to him. And when you do, you'll find that that joy will spring up in your life. Acts 8.8 says there was great joy in the city when, when they began to preach the gospel and people were coming to faith. See, joy comes with people coming to faith. It, it's, it's a great time in a church when people begin to come to faith. And there, it's a great time in, in your own life when you come to faith. But joy is found in, in the gospel and joy is found in relationship with God and God alone. Romans 14, 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of e- eating or drinking. It's not a matter of the things that are in this world. But what is it? But it's of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is a product or a byproduct of a relationship with God. If you really want to have joy, you have to have a relationship with God. If you want that long-lasting, that, that, that permanent joy in your life, and, and joy, by the way, is more than just a, a, an emotion. It's, it's an understanding. It's a comprehension that things are going to be all right, that, that it may be bad today, but tomorrow is going to be better. Why? Because Christ has promised that, because the Scripture declares that, that those that trust in Him will not be ashamed. So joy is a product of a Spirit-controlled life. Listen to what Galatians 5.22 says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Joy is, a, is produced when we walk with Christ. The joy that I'm talking about is not the joy that, that we get when, uh, when you, know, you, you buy one candy bar and two fall out. It's like, whew. There is a certain amount of joy in that. But, but there is a, I'm talking about the joy in your life that, that no matter what you walk through in this life, there is a contentment, there is a happiness in your soul because you know what's ahead. It's, it's like Hebrews 12, where, where this author says, Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. You see, there are some things that joy is not just walking through life blissfully and saying, Woo, everything is great, even when things are, are, are disturbing or, or you're going through a difficult time. Joy is understanding that at the end, at, when, when it's all you're victorious, that you're, that you're going to be with Christ, that you're going to rule and reign with Him, that you're going to have peace, that everything is going to be okay. can't sit here and tell me that, that Christ was happy that he was going to the cross. I don't read it in the scripture in the garden where Jesus said, woohoo, can't wait for tomorrow. In fact, he, he prayed and, and he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to walk through this. But then he said, not my will, but your will be done. See, if Christ wouldn't have gone through the experiences that he did, you and I would not be here today. We would not be able to be here and say our sins are forgiven because he 
was obedient. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. And, and why? For the joy set before him. What was the joy that was set before Christ? It was knowing that upon this rock I will build my church. He knew that his blood would cleanse the heavens. He knew his blood would, would pardon sin. He knew that, that anybody that came to him from the time he rose again, he would grant eternal life. The joy, just look around and see the people next to you look at the person in the mirror that was the joy that was set before Christ you're the joy and he said because of what's going to happen in the future I am going to walk this road this is not in the notes but this is so this one's free can you imagine some of the things that you're experiencing in life, and perhaps, just perhaps, it's the road that the Lord has you on because you're going to be a blessing. That what you're facing today is going to encourage, it's going to lift up, it's going to bless somebody else. Perhaps the experiences that you're having to endure and walk through, somebody else is going to look at it and say, I don't know why they're so content, I don't know why they're happy in the circumstances that they're walking through, because I would be in a shambles, I would be a wreck, but, but they're walking through it, and perhaps how you're walking through the experiences that you are with the joy that you have, knowing that, that everything's going to be all right, because Christ Christ promised everything was going to be okay, that, that the experiences that you're having are inspiring somebody else. And when you get into heaven, the Lord's going to say, hey, you remember that time you went through that difficult situation and you kept a smile and you kept a little uh, spirit and you kept a little dance in your step? See that person over there? They were watching you and they made a decision to follow me because of how you conducted your life. Joy is so powerful. Joy is so important. It's, it's trusting in God. That joy is produced when we walk with Christ. It's not just knowing Him as far as, as Savior, but it's knowing Him as Lord and Savior. It's walking with Him. It's talking with Him. It's surrendering to Him. It's just saying, Lord, here I am today, and I feel pretty good, and Lord, I haven't done anything bad today, but I'm getting out of bed. Uh, it's just being there in your high points, in your low points. Talk with Him. Learn to trust in Him. Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. May He fill you with all joy as you trust in Him. Have you ever gone through an experience that you had to learn to trust in the Lord? The author, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.'" You know, I, I read something this week that said, uh, today I'm going to give Lord, the Lord my sum. Not all, just some. And I thought, that is so true. I, sometimes I sing to the Lord, Lord, I surrender some. It's about all 
It's about relationship with him. And that's the beauty of a relationship with Christ. It's being so real, so personal, so intimate that you're talking with him and he's always doing a work in you. And there are times that that work can be a struggle and it's okay to talk to God and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I know that you're doing a work and I know it's for my better, but man, I sure don't like it. It's okay to talk to the Lord. It's okay to share with him how you feel because if you keep talking with him, your conversation will end up in praise and worship. And when you begin to praise and worship him and you say, Lord, it doesn't matter. I'm going to trust in you. And that's when the joy comes. So no matter how great or difficult life may be, when we place this life in proper perspective, that's when, that's when joy fills our life. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. Just this last year, 20, no, 2019 rather, B.C., before COVID, uh, Noreen uh, Redberg, she lives in Granite Bay, California. That's... Uh, uh, if you know where Sacramento is, it's a little northeast of Sacramento. And they were, they were uh, on vacation. Her and her husband were on vacation. And they were in a little town called Murfreesboro, Arkansas. And Murfreesboro has a uh, state park. And they were going through the state park and looking. And she noticed something on the ground, something shiny. So she went over and picked it up, dusted it off, looked at it, and it just so happened to be a four and a half carat diamond. See, Murfreesboro is the only diamond mine in the United States. And it's in a field. And you can go there and, and look for diamonds and they find diamonds uh, all the time. But she just happened to be there and happened to notice it and happened to saw it. It brought some joy to her. I think $33,000 worth of joy. Yeah. Are you looking in your field for joy? Because it's there. And in, in the field that you're in and whatever you're facing or experiencing in life I can trust you uh, you can trust this it's the word of God if you seek him you will find him would you stand with me there is joy like no other in serving the Lord and as we sang that song people say well that's a child song I got the joy 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 down in my heart it may be a child song, but I'm just a kid. Because I, I, that's where the joy is found. And that joy in your heart is in a relationship with Him. If you're struggling today, it's easy to get on the right track. It's a word called honesty. You have to believe that God is and that He is a rewarder of those that seek Him diligently. And be honest with Him and say, Lord, here I am. I can't tell you how many times in my own life I say, Lord, here I am and I'm in this situation and I realize I'm the one that caused it. That's a hard part, isn't it? 
But when you realize that, that he's listening to you and all he's really wanting is that relationship because he wants to pardon you, he wants to forgive you, he wants to change your life, he wants to bring you closer to him because he desires more than anything else to have that relationship with you. And in that relationship, you will find joy. Because godliness and contentment whatever you're facing today, I wonder if you could just turn it over to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm tired of living in stress, tired of living in despair, I'm tired of living with all these other uh, negative attributes in my life. I really want the joy of the Lord, and I know it's in a relationship with you. Help me to trust in you. Would you go to the Lord?